This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 607 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And we have yet another good neighbor that takes care of our furry friends, the company Fetch Specialty and Cancer Veterinary Centers. And we have Allie Ebert with us. Allie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing terrific. Thanks for being a part of the show and uh, everything you guys do well in Southwest Florida and beyond. I know you have locations in other places, but um, let's start with the company, Allie. Fetch Specialty and Cancer Veterinary Centers. Tell us about it. Well, um, my location is down in Bonita Springs, and we have a couple of satellite clinics that we do oncology care for companion dogs and cats. We have one down in Naples um, and just started one up in Cape Coral. We're also looking at opening a oncology center up in Fort Myers. So that's super exciting for uh, 2022. Um, there's not a lot of options down in Southwest Florida for oncology for pets. So we're trying to do as much as we can in as many different areas as we can, um, provide that service to. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, that's good news. Great news. You know, (laughs) it's, it's unfortunate that we need cancer centers for anyone, whether it be humans or pets, but yeah, certainly uh, you guys fulfill a a wonderful service. Our golden retriever was a victim of cancer. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, so for, you know, our listeners, uh, I'm assuming, but I never want to assume because that's how I get myself in trouble. You know, if, if there is a need, need, it sounds like it would be first diagnosed or, or referred from their existing vet to you guys. Is that how it works? That is generally how it works. The, um, the regular veterinary clinic, their daytime practice will usually see the pet for um, either symptoms or a suspicious lump or bump. They will usually run some diagnostics and maybe even do some staging like chest x-rays, ultrasounds, uh, send out analysis for histopath, things like that. And then they will refer to our clinic. And there's kind of two main paths for oncology in our world. Um, There's radiation therapy, and then there's chemotherapy. So chemotherapy kind of falls under the medical oncology side, and radiation therapy is a completely different treatment option. So different types of cancer, uh, just like in people, have different treatment options available. And sometimes they'll get a combination of radiation therapy and chemotherapy. Um, Other times they will go through different chemotherapy protocols. It is so much tailored to what each specific pet needs, what type of cancer they have, how they're doing. Um, Pets tend to actually tolerate chemotherapy and radiation therapy very well. We don't always see some of the side effects that we see in humans. So that's been um, nice for for pet families to be able to have their pets feeling good. That's interesting. I didn't know that. 
Our big goal is quality of time with um, with the families, because these are family members that people are trusting in our care. And we need to make sure that we give quality time um, with every pet family. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about your your journey, Allie? Tell us a little bit about how you get involved in this. Um, I have been in veterinary medicine for about 20 years, 21, 22 years. Um, I started in um, Oregon, actually. I've only been in Florida since March. Um, wow. I know. Quite a ways to come yeah. during the middle of the pandemic. But um, I have been in general practice, preventative medicine. I did 12 years in emergency medicine. I have worked at clinics that specialize in uh, avian pets. So that's been pretty exciting to get to work with some of the wildlife. Um, And I really, after 20 years, wanted to go into a specialty where I could use all of the information that I had gathered, all of my tools, all of my tricks. And so I am a certified veterinary technician as well as a certified veterinary practice manager. So I manage the practice, but I also get to dabble in the the technician side of it too sometimes. So that's what we refer to our nurses as. There's kind of a big debate about terminology, whether to change the term from technician to nurses, kind of Ah. in the whole country. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Wow. So how are you enjoying Florida so far? I love it. I love the wildlife. I love the nature. I love the sunshine. Mm. Uh, We see a lot of (laughs) rain and dark days in Oregon. So it's been, it's been a great transition to be here. And the type of medicine that I get to practice at Fetch has been amazing also. There's a, yeah. How about when it comes to myths, misconceptions out there? What do you hear that you could speak to? Sure. Um, I guess one of them I touched on a little bit with uh, chemotherapy, um, because it is a little bit better tolerated in pets. It's hard for parents to make that decision to even you know, once you find out you get your cancer diagnosis, and then you have to decide on which treatment option to take. So I guess one of the big myths in cancer therapy is that like all things are the same, that we treat everything the same. um, And it's so tailored for each specific pet, each specific type of cancer. If, if a pet is not responding the way we want it to, we'll add something else. We'll, we'll pivot and do um, a little bit different treatments. And so um, that part of it has been amazing to get to see. There's also some crossover between what we learn in human cancer treatment and what we learn in pet cancer treatment. So that part has been, um, when you really look at us, we're all mammals. And so a lot of it is kind of the same. And so that's a big myth is that it's completely different than human treatments, but we're using a lot of the same medications, a lot of the same protocols that we gain from human oncology treatments as well. Um, I, as far as another myth, I think a lot of people kind of assume that veterinary medicine is playing with puppies and kittens a lot. And that is probably the, one of the smaller parts of what veterinary medicine really is. 
Um, it's educating clients, it's giving, making decisions, it's doing preventative care, it's preventing emergencies and urgencies. It's um, And then you have the specialties like cardiology and ophthalmology and oncology. So it's really a lot closer to what the human medicine world is doing than a lot of people kind of, kind of realize it's not just vaccines. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, I had no idea. That's uh, very, very interesting. So what are you doing outside of uh, work hours? Oh my goodness. So I am totally embraced in the Florida lifestyle. Mm. I put in a butterfly garden and I raise monarch butterflies now, like a crazy person. (laughs) Um, Very cool. We enjoy the bird watching. We have a couple of birds on our list that we, um, I had never seen in real life. I saw a cardinal. Um, So just trying to enjoy as much of the beach and hiking and wildlife as I possibly can. Yeah, it is amazing that you, now you say that the different types of birds. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't think I ever saw a woodpecker before, and I've seen so yeah. many woodpeckers. I mean, those those birds are big. I'm really surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I mean, like, uh, I uh, to the point where I can almost touch them. You know, they're up in the trees. Yeah. But it's like, wow, wow. Certainly, you know, the osprey, the eagles. Uh, I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, I still get excited when I see an ibis and people keep telling mm, me if I'm yeah. in Florida long enough, I won't get excited, but um, I'm very excited <laughs> to see ibises. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. When I first saw them, now you now you just take 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 them all for granted. But right. Wow. wow that's funny. So yeah. how about when it comes to a hardship life challenge, Ellie, what comes to mind a period of time that you're able to get through that rough patch and you can now say I'm better for it. I'm stronger. Right. I think everything that the veterinary community needed to do when the pandemic started is probably the freshest in my mind. Um, In Oregon, we had a lot more restrictions on being open as a veterinary community. So we actually had to shut down and and we couldn't see non-essential services for a period of time when you had people adopting puppies and fostering because they were all home. And, um, and when the clinics were shut down and then reopened, I think we saw a huge influx of people needing to get the new puppies vaccinated, socialized, started on preventatives. And then also with people that had had you know, maybe non-emergency problems, but like an itchy pet that had let it had to have it suffer for a little bit of time because the clinics weren't able to get them in. And I think veterinary medicine has just been flooded with um, patients. Mm. There is um, being curbside. I know uh, a lot of the veterinary clinics, even here in Florida, we were curbside until June and that puts a damper on everything. You're having to have very difficult conversations with somebody you've never met, never looked in the eyeball before over the phone discussing quality of life type, type things that is, um, very difficult to do in a phone conversation yeah. as opposed to 
being face to face. So I think some of the things that we did to kind of um, go around that, we were able to like, for example, my office, if we have a pet that gets nervous, that's staying in the hospital, they will come and hang out with me on a dog bed. um, Instead of having to be maybe in an area where there's other dogs uh, that may be barking or causing them to be anxious. Mm -hmm. We also are able to put pets up with our um, client service representatives um, so they can sit in people's laps um, while we answer phones and things like that too. Mm-hmm. So there's, mm-hmm. there were some, some creative ways that we had to get around helping pets feel better away from their parents uh, during curbside, allowing mm-hmm. for having more pets in the hospital where they would be in an exam room with their parents. Now we have to find some person to hold them um, mm-hmm. for everything. So yeah. definitely the pandemic has, has done some crazy stuff to veterinary medicine. Yeah. Wow. So one thing you wish our listeners knew about fetch, what would that be? Um, I guess uh, probably one of my biggest pushes in veterinary medicine is how talented our nurses really are. And I, I think, um, everybody loves to talk to the veterinarian. Everybody loves how knowledgeable our veterinarians are, but my oncology nurses are some of the best nurses I've ever worked with. They um, have so much knowledge and so much compassion. Um, Our radiation therapy nurses do some of our radiation therapy patients will go through 20 therapy sessions. So they will come in, they will have anesthesia, they'll have a catheter placed, they will have their radiation therapy, and then they go home. And after doing that in 20 consecutive times, our radiation nurses really um, get to know everything about the pets. I watch them comforting them, holding them, Mm -hmm. um, building these connections. So I guess um, oncology and cancer is a very difficult thing for pet owners to face but I want them to know that they're not alone, that um, Fetch is doing as much as we can to spread out in as many different areas as we can in Southwest Florida so that we can uh, help as many cancer patients as possible. Well, that's awesome, Ellie. I know we have listeners who want to learn more, maybe get in touch. What's the best way for them to do so? Um, they could certainly, um, I'm, I've got some presence in social media so they can check us out on, uh, Facebook and Instagram. Our location down here in Southwest Florida, um, has its own social media avenues, but we also have a location up in Brandon, which is actually a 24 seven specialty clinic. So not just, um, oncology, but has all the specialties and then just opened one up in Greenville, South Carolina, that also has all the specialties too. So, um, all of those are on, um, Facebook and Instagram, you can search uh, Fetch, uh, veteran specialty, and um, ours is Cancer Veterinary Centers. The other two, or at least the one in Greenville is uh, Specialty and Emergency Veterinary Centers. Um, you, owners that have concerns can certainly call the clinic too. Our Southwest location's phone number is 239-260-4100. And our email is info dot 
SWFL, as in Southwest Florida, at FetchVets, and it's plural, V-E-T-S dot com. Terrific. Well, Amy, thanks for taking a few minutes out of your busy day, and uh, we wish you the best uh, going forward. And again, thank you for all you guys are doing for us. Oh, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, we really appreciate being able to be in the community and, and do some of the things we're able to do. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.